looking on Nento. He'll dance. He'll step. He'll shoot. And he hits it at the buzzer. No time left. And the Rockets have won the game. We are here to fuel your Rockets news. It's the Rockets Fuel Podcast. I am your co-host, LaShar Binkley. Of course, you can always find me on Twitter at Binkley Hoops. And you can always find my written work on SB Nation or the Dream Shake. Uh, we have a special bonus episode today. We know a lot of y'all probably right now are watching the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics uh, in Game 4. Uh, but part of the reason why we wanted to do this is because, uh, yet again, we had another report yesterday come out about James Harden possibly coming back to the Rockets. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski actually talked about it a little bit during pregame as well before the game today. Um, so we wanted to kind of just give y'all our pros and cons of James Harden coming back to the Rockets um, as they as uh, James Harden and 76 are continuing their playoff series with the Boston Celtics. Uh, yesterday, Ari Alexander of uh, Channel Two reported that, and he was hearing in his basketball circles that James Harden is almost inevitable coming back to the Rockets. Um, but he also kind of pointed out at the end that it could also be a kind of a leverage play for him to get a longer contract with Philadelphia. But this is not the first time we've heard about Harden possibly coming back to the Rockets and that some are saying it's almost like a foregone conclusion at this point. But uh, still a lot of time between now and free agency. But uh, we want to kind of just start off with giving the kind of our pros and cons on why we think, you know, James Harden should come back and then you know kind of cons on why maybe it's not a good idea that the Rockets bring him back so uh Vader before we get too far into that why don't you just give everybody opportunity to you know learn where they can find all your content of course all right uh it's Vader you can find me on Twitter at Vader H-Town and also on Instagram so yeah we'll just kick it off there Vader first well first off um do you have cons for Harden coming back or do you have pros because if you don't have any if you just like dead set on him not coming back then I guess it really probably wouldn't be any cons. But do you have your pros and cons of James Harden coming back? Or are you no, kind of no, either have, way? I have both. So what, okay. do we, what do we want to start with? Eh, let's start with the pros. Let's start okay, with the I'll start with the pros. Let's be positive. <laughs> All right. So um, what's one of the things that we complain most about this season? I think um, it was probably the fact that the guys look, look disorganized on the floor. The yeah. fact that, um, you know, as much as I'm a fan of uh, Kevin Porter Jr., there was just uh, – the fact that, you know, he, he is not a natural point guard, so he does miss some reads, and he's super talented. He's really good at a lot of stuff. You know, you and I have had this conversation. I know some people are kind of low on KPJ. Um, I'm not yeah. one of those people. I, I think KPJ definitely has a lot of, like, he has star potential, in my opinion. I just feel like if he's utilized correctly, that that he can potentially reach that as long as he uh, keeps his head on straight and just keeps working. But um, neither here nor there. The, the main thing is, though, like, He's just not a natural point guard, right? So he he does miss uh, certain reads. He um you know you know he doesn't always feed the hot hand. He doesn't always like set guys up in, in the in the right positions that they need to be in. And who is uh who led the league in assists this season? It was James Harden. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> James yep. Harden led the league in assists. So I know a lot of people keep thinking about um unguardable tour James Harden. You know that's not the guy that would be coming back to Houston, right? He is not um he's not actively going out there trying to score forty points a game every single game because I don't think he physically has that in his body. We saw um, in game one against Boston, 
Like he can pull that out of his tool bag every now and again, but yeah. if you saw in games two and three, that's not something that he can, you know, that, that's just not his game anymore. He's more of a facilitating point guard who can score. Whereas before he was, he was a scoring guard who would also get you baskets because he manipulated the defense in such a way where they had to honor, like they, they had to honor his, his scoring gravity. Right. So, yeah. um, James Harden plopped into this lineup. Jabari Smith Jr. gets a lot easier shots. I feel like it frees up things for Jalen Green. I feel like uh, whoever the leadership say that he's not a leader. I'll get to that too in the in the con section because I do think that there are some there are some question marks. But I think on the floor. Um, you know, if we're just talking strictly basketball, I do think that he um, has shown that he knows how to, like, get the best out of some of the young guys. Like, people like Tyrese Maxey on Philadelphia has has spoken very highly of him. There were some guys over uh, Brooklyn um, who also spoke very highly of the, the like, leadership that he brought over there as far as, like, just, yeah. you know, helping those guys get easier baskets. And we saw what he did here, even when, you know, he was, quote, unquote, not that great of a leader, but we saw what he was able to do with, like, marginal talent. We saw what he was able to do with with the Joey Dorseys of the world and the Tariq Blacks and the like, the Omar Omar Ashiks. Yeah, I mean, come on, man! Like he was getting he was getting the Rockets to the playoffs season after season with with marginal talent. You know, obviously over the course of his his time here, you know, Daryl Morey improved you know the supporting cast around him. But like you put you, it's almost like. Um, they talk about how some guys can get to the basket and they're like an automatic paint touch. Like, I feel like he's like an automatic playoff berth. <laughs> like, yeah, he has not uh, missed the playoffs a single season in his career. I don't I don't I don't believe I think that was something that he threw out there. And that, that wasn't all yeah. due to him earlier in his career because, you know, he played with Kevin Durant and West, Russell Westbrook early on. But like when he came here, I mean, the starting line was with Jeremy Lin. Um, I don't even know if Chandler Parsons was was even starting at that time, like that first season. Right. Yeah, I think he I think he was, but he I mean, you know, he was he was a, a good player, but not not great. Yeah, yeah. Definitely he wasn't not. what he was when he started demanding like a you know, more money on a on an open market, which he yeah. never really like lived up to for injury reasons, but that's a whole nother conversation. But um yeah, like I think you put James Harden on this team. I think they I can't pencil them in as a playoff team, but I think that he puts you in a conversation for at least a plan. So that that is the positives of bringing James Harden. I, I think you know, if, if they're really trying to get back to winning, um, I mean, it's a quick fix and that and, you know, we'll get to that, too. But it's kind of a it's kind of a quick fix. But I also think like I don't think that he just comes here without another veteran. Right. Yeah. So it depends on what that looks like, because if you're mortgaging the future to make James Harden happy to bring. Well, I, I think this is a pro and a con. I think if he comes here, he's probably going to attract um, some win now players. And so it just kind of depends on what, what is the cost of that. You know, I don't want to I don't want to win, you know, you know, and, and just be like an eight, seven or eight seed for a couple seasons. And then when he, you know, when the wheels start to fall off on, you know, as far as what he's able to produce on the court. Now we've mortgaged our future as far as like young players and draft picks. So that's that's kind of the pros for me. I, like I think him here on the Houston Rockets just kind of automatically like makes us relevant again. That's, and 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 what's an, what's another thing like. This is y'all have to remember. This is a business. So, what does the owner want to do? He want to make seats. money. He want to make yes. money. He probably hasn't been, making, hasn't been making a whole lot of money. Like if if Harden changes his jersey and goes and sticks with that Uno, 
they're going to make so much money in jersey oh sales. Uh, he's going to bring in, like, you know, I think the Toyota Center is definitely going to sell out a little bit more often or at least be more full. Maybe, um, you know, I've been to the Toyota Center several times this this past season, and you could literally, like, get bad tickets and kind of work your way down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Front row. Told me, like, they, would, they would buy bad tickets because they knew they could move up. You know, like, I think James Harden coming here, I think that probably automatically goes away. Yeah, and your prose is pretty much exactly mine. I mean, you bring James Harden in, you can say whatever else about everything else, but you are pretty much guaranteed that Jalen Green and Jabari Smith's um, shooting percentages are going to go up because they're going to get much better shots than they did, in, uh, well, Jabari Smith the last year and Jalen Green in the last couple of years. They're going to automatically get better shots in better position because we, we know one thing about James Harden. He is not a selfish player. I mean, as much as people, you know, were dogging him out about, oh, he shoots the ball too much. James Harden is a willing passer, especially now, like you said, that he's not, he's not the go-to main guy every single possession. James Harden anymore. It's just not his game, and I don't think that's going to be his game going forward. He's going to lean even more as a facilitator. Um, you know, the older he gets, so automatically the players, whoever's going to be left on his team next season, their their percentage is going to go up because they're going to get much better shots. They're going to get wide open shots. James Harden's going to get the ball to him. So that's absolutely a, a pro um, when it comes to bringing back James Harden. And also, like you were saying, you bring James Harden here, your playoff uh, chances go way up. Um, not that it's going to be automatic, because like you said, it depends on who else they bring here. It depends on who they bring in the draft. There's a lot of other variables that kind of go into it. But James Harden has never missed the playoffs. Um, no matter what team he's had, no matter how bad the team has been, no how, how much turmoil was going on, even the year that him and Dwight Howard were getting into it, that last year Dwight Howard was here, they still made the playoffs that season. And, and that was without, and that was. was without, a, that was without a play-in tournament. So like, exactly. was like, you know, I know one season they they did not have a great record, but like now it's a lot easier to put yourself in an opportunity to make the playoffs yeah. because you can be a ninth or a tenth seed and you can play your way in. Whereas before, like, you had to be a top eight seed in, in your conference in order to get in, and he still did not miss the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, exactly. So that's a that's a pro right there. And if you're looking at that from a Tillman Fertitta, like you said, selling merchandise, selling um, even more seats, luxury seats, you know, suites, stuff like that. That's a definitely a win for Tillman Fertitta and for Rafael Stone, who's trying to. I mean, let's be honest. This year, they're going to really be looking at at him hard as far as his position in the organization. That's a win for him too. I mean. Because he's trying to get to the point where the Rockets are actually not a laughing stock in the NBA, where they're actually competing for a play and playoff spot. So that's a win for them too. So those are the pros when it comes to you know bringing back a James Harden. And of course, you know you got for the people that are like diehard James Harden fans, you got the nostalgia part of it. Which me personally, that doesn't really do anything for me, but it does do something for as we know because <laughs> we're in a chat together. There are some diehard James Harden fans. No matter what, they want him coming back. They don't care if you got to pay him a hundred million dollars a year. They want James Harden back on the team. So that 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 goes a long way as far as ties back in with Tim and Fertitta, knowing that. The last couple of years, last three years, it's been just basically indifference with a lot of Rockets fans. They don't really even pay attention to the Rockets unless it's draft time. So it's a, he's it's looking star, at all it's, that. It's a star-driven league. And so yeah. like, um, as much as James Harden is hated in some circles of you know social media or whatever, 
he still has a a large fan base. <laughs> yes, like he has a huge fan base. Like if, if if we're being honest, and so like you you put him back on the Rockets. I mean, you automatic. Like I said, you you just become relevant in a way that you haven't been. And I yeah. and I and I see like a guy like Tyrese Maxey, uh, the jump that he took next to um, uh, playing alongside James Harden, and then I see I think of like Jalen Green, who to me, um, and, and some people may not agree, but like I think Jalen Green probably like just from because he he's projected as a better shooter and he's also bigger. I think he can he he'll be better than Tyrese Maxey as shown oh, that yeah. he can be. <clears throat> yeah. And so like yeah. I you know I I like that idea and you know. I don't know how it fits with Shingun. I think um, Shingun is a smart player, though, and James is smart. I feel like they'll work it out. Um, but, like, I, th- I just can't really think of a way on court where this is bad other than unless you think that he's just going to dominate the ball so much that it's going to be at the detriment of um, the, the guys around him. And, and, and I don't know. Like, I don't really see that in Philly. I see uh, I see guys getting their touches. You know, you have to be aggressive. He, 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 yeah. uh, he oftentimes will pass the ball and take himself completely out of the play. Which are like you'll see him pass the ball. Like I'll be, I'm watching games. Stand at midcourt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he will back all the way up to midcourt, and he does not want it back. You can tell, like he's tired, like he's taking a break. He's like, yeah. uh, you know, y'all figure it out. And he will take himself completely out of the play. He doesn't cut. He doesn't really move off ball. And so, like, I feel like he gives guys opportunity to, like, you know, to still get theirs. But you have to be aggressive. Yeah, and uh, I mean. The part that you brought up about him wanting to dominate the ball, that kind of leads me into the cons part of it. Not to necessarily say that he's going to come in. Like I said, I I mean, I literally just said he's not a selfish player. But we do know when he was here with Daryl Morey, he was basically running the team. The team let him pretty much do whatever he wanted, you know, come and go as he wanted, come to practices, take time off. We know that James Harden was basically the Rockets franchise. (laughs) He He was running it the way that he wanted to run it. And now he leaves, and let's say he's coming back. Not to say that, because we know him and Jalen Green, they actually have a really good relationship. They, I, And from what we heard, they spent time in the offseason. They're both part of the Adidas family. Um, but Jalen Green is getting to the point now, his third year, he's going to want to be the man. I mean, no matter who they bring in, Jalen Green's not going to be like, okay, well, they're bringing in James Harden, I'm going to take a step back. I just don't see that happening. Jalen Green wants to be the main guy. So that kind of leads to my next point. If James Harden, he may feel a certain way about Philadelphia because they're championship contenders and he's now playing with another MVP that he's willing to say, hey, I'll take a step back. That's fine. But now he's coming back to the Rockets who haven't accomplished anything. And he's thinking in his mind like, hey, I'm still the man. I, you know, I'm going to pass you the ball. But when it comes down to it, the game is still going to run through me. And that's, I guess, something you would have to work out before he even gets here. You have to know exactly what James Harden wants. Because before he left, we know what he wanted. He wanted to win a ring. And let's say that Philadelphia goes out in the second round and he doesn't get that. That's a few years of him not getting a championship. What is he going to want coming back to the Rockets? If he's fine being the guy that's helping the younger players improve their game and then at times stepping up and being the man but not always being the man, then that can go in the pro part. But until we know that for sure, that's that's one of the things I definitely uh, worry about. Um, another con that's kind of the, you know, we kind of bury the lead is his contract. Is he going to come back to the Rockets and play a one-year or a two-year contract? Me personally, I don't have any sources, but my sources is myself. I don't think he's coming back for anything less than a three- or four-year contract at close to max money. I know he took a pay cut playing for Philadelphia, but again, that was to try win a championship. 
as much as we are looking forward to next season, the Rockets more than likely are competing for a championship next season, even if they bring in Victor Wimbiyama and Jalen Brown and James Harden. I mean, it's hard to just say, okay, there'll be a championship contender. But in Philadelphia, he know that they are championship contenders, so he's willing to take a pay cut. Is he willing to take that pay cut now coming back to Houston? And are you willing to give him – 40 50 million dollars a year over four years knowing that superstar and star level players are at the drop of a hat can request a trade and then you won't be in a position to do that because you got 37 year old james harden making 50 million dollars a year so to me if he wants a three or four year contract at almost max money that's definitely a con for me uh so what's some of your cons that you kind of see i know you kind of alluded to a little bit of it during the pro section, but what is kind of the, some of the negatives of possibly bringing back James that's, Harden? That's obviously the biggest negative, his contract, man. And it, yeah. To me, there's like no, there's like a 0% chance he comes back unless they offer him the max. Um, yep. I, I just don't see, like, he. there's so many better, you know, like situations he can go into. I know there's the, like, he's comfortable here, this is home for him. And, you know, all that stuff that we hear about because it, it almost doesn't make sense. It's like, why does he want to come back? to Houston when he's in a better situation in Philadelphia. Yeah. So um, I just don't see the Rockets being able to lure him away from whatever he has going on in Philadelphia with less money. Like, hey, we're going to offer you less money to play on the worst team. Like, that just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any no. sense. So, like, I, there to me, like, if we are talking James Harden, I think we have to be realistic and say, hey, this man is going to get the max for three or four years. Um, and no. that's just it. Like, you – and, and – and, that's going to be um, something that Raphael Stone and the owner are going to have to deal with. Um, I think the contract, like, I don't have a problem with paying him $100 million a year for two years. <laughs> like, exactly. it, like, I don't feel like it's not my money. Like, they can pay him whatever they want. Like, they if they could, like, somehow front load it, and, and this is not possible. I'm just saying, if there was a way yeah. for them to, like, give him as much money possible in two years and not have to be tied to a third and fourth season of James Harden, yeah. I would be all for that. But the reality of the matter is that's just not how, how the NBA works. And um, unfortunately, like that contract could get pretty spooky in the third or fourth season because um, we don't know. Like he's yeah. he's not the durable player that he was when he was here the first time. Like he he keeps getting these little nagging injuries. Um, yeah. He he is not um, able to sustain, I think, the same high level of scoring that he that he was able to do when he was here. Like we saw like this Boston series is like a perfect – it's like a perfect little like test to see like what he can do in the playoffs because we've been we've seen him play great and then we've yeah. seen him like come back and, and and throw up a stinker. So we saw him play great game one against Boston where he scored forty five points and was very efficient and he won the, he hit the he hit the game winning three pointer and then we saw him throw up two complete like horrible like you know two for twelve and then I forgot what he shot the in game three, but it was also bad. And and it's just like, man, is this the guy we're talking about like sinking fifty million dollars into when he's thirty eight years old, right? So man. It's 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 a scary proposition, but it's almost like for me, I love the I love the idea of James Harden coming back. But like when I when people tell me like there's a lot of people who we talk to who are like, man, I, I don't I think this is a bad idea. And so yeah. when they tell me that though, I'm like, well what's the alternative? Like if you can put together a scenario where we can get like a veteran point guard in here, like like um like like the Jones dude over in Memphis, like if we could somehow get that get that dude over here that's backing up John Morant, you know, like I love that idea. 
Um, but I keep hearing like, and I know Mike Conley is a really good player, but I keep hearing names like Mike Conley thrown around and I keep hearing, like, yes, Fred they, Van they, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, they, they would come in and they would be, they would serve a role here. They would serve a purpose here, but it still doesn't, it does not, it doesn't move me as much as the idea of bringing in James Harden and then whatever else comes around, comes along with that. But if they could somehow figure out how to like, you know, present something where, you know, we are adding some of those intangible qualities and a veteran um, at the point guard position and then maybe at some other positions and, and, and you know, kind of like let our younger guys continue to develop and then bring in this draft pick. I mean, that's probably the more, you know, it's, it's a longer view, but I also think you don't, you probably not winning right away with that. And so like, yeah. I think Raphael Stone and, and, and Tillman Fertitta want to win right now. And if they have an opportunity to bring James Harden in, like, I, I think at this point they're not worried about the money. And we've seen also like I'm also like kind of hesitant to be like four years from now he's gonna be terrible. I think he I think he is. Like if I had to bet money, I think uh in for in year four of that contract is gonna be like the worst contract in the NBA. But we also seen like how many times did we write Chris Paul off? <laughs> like we yeah. thought Chris Paul was done a long time ago and he just continues to like but see James is gonna have to um like continue to like work on his body and, 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 and take his diet seriously. And not, you know, and, and like some of the things that Chris Paul did to kind of extend his career. And we just don't know, like he just went to Vegas. Um, During the playoffs. Before <laughs> the Boston series. Right. And yes. so like, that's another thing you said, like when he was here before they kind of, I don't want to say they let him do what he wanted to do, but like if he wanted to get up and, and take a trip, he got up and took a trip, you know, and, yeah. and he's still doing that. So like, I, if he comes back, like, are you going to, are you going to put your foot down? Are you going to be the team now who like in, you know, probably the past 10 years, he's kind of been like, you, you know, kind of like doing his own thing, but he yeah. was producing on the basketball court. But I feel like when you get older, it's like, you know, things don't, things don't. We, feel the we same. know, <laughs> <laughs> we know. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you get it. Like I had a, I got yeah. a friend, like he, he tore his ACL. This is a funny story. Like he tore his ACL. I'm like, bro, like what happened to you? I said, you was hooping. Like what? Ha-? He said, I stood up. <laughs> He's like, I stood up. I was like, nah, for real. Like what happened? He said, I stood up too fast. Like I stood up and I like, I don't know my, my knee tore. Like, uh, I, and you know, so I feel like yeah. James Harden has to take his, he got to take his, his conditioning seriously. He got, he has to maintain his body. Um, and then maybe that contract doesn't look so bad four years from now, but like, we, we just yeah. don't know until we get there. And that's part of, you know, like for him, that's probably part of the security. Like if y'all are going to give me four years at max money and maybe Philadelphia is offering me three years, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we, I think we have to overpay. We have to overpay to get them. Yeah. And I think that'll go for any free agents coming up. They're going to Rockets going to have to overpay teams on the Rockets half money and they know that the Rockets have been horrible the last three years and they know the Rockets are trying to win this year. So they're going to hold all the leverage, all these free agents, even middle level free agents, the Josh Hart's of the world or Dylan Brooks or Cam Johnson, Johnson, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. They're probably going to give him $25 million a year just to even get him in the door. So, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be. So, yeah, you're good. James Hart's not going to come here and be like, oh, yeah, I love Houston so much that I'm like, I'm only going to take $30 million this year to come play for a team that's been one of the worst teams three years running. Ain't that much of a hometown discount. He can come visit Houston in the offseason <laughs> and still be making $50 million a year on another team. So, and then people just need to get ready for that. One real quick, though, real quick, as far as the development, though, like, 
I don't want to contradict. I, I do think he's an unselfish player, but he does like for the offense to be ran through him. And that's why I yes. said, like, if you are a player on his team and you want to get yours, you have to be aggressive. Because, like, yeah. even even as I'm watching the uh, Philadelphia 76ers the past few games, um, when they're, when there's a fast break or they're out in the open court, he's standing there and he's like, give me the ball. Like, he wants the ball. And, like, of course, he's one of the best playmakers that we've seen, you know, in, in this generation of players. So, you know, him having the ball, I feel better about him having the ball in the open court than maybe, you know, Jalen Green or, or whoever on the Rockets yeah. because I feel like he's going to make the right play. But, like, if you're Jalen Green and you're trying to grow as a player, you know, there's going to have to be some times where you see James Harden doing this, but you see, like, I think I can get to the basket right now and score. Like, you just have to keep the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and that's just how it has to be because, oh, yeah. like, he will demand, like, all of those. He, 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 he will demand control of, of certain, you know, offensive situations. And if you really want to be, you know, the, an elite player and the best player you can be, you know, like, sometimes you're just going to have to, like, go go and get it. Yeah. So that's that's all the questions going to be have to be asked. And, you know, once they either Philadelphia is knocked out or actually make it to the finals, if they make it to the finals, might make the situation a lot different. Uh, or if they win a ring, it's definitely going to be a lot different. But as we stand now, we won't know that for another uh, at least another uh, few days as far as this series uh, is concerned. And then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, we will be back on Saturday. We'll be having Brandon Scott of Sports Radio 610. We'll be joining us on Saturday. Uh, we will definitely be back on either the night of the draft lottery results or that following morning. So we will have a show uh, for that. If they have any type of press conference, we'll be out at that as well and have that full press conference. Uh, so as usual, we appreciate everybody that's been subscribing. We have 67 subscribers. We have several hundred people watching our videos, so we would definitely like all the people that haven't subscribed yet to go ahead and uh, subscribe to our channel and click that like button and leave comments. Uh, we appreciate all the support, and we will definitely see y'all back here on Saturday for our next episode of Rockets Fuel Podcast.